0: and welcome to the Genuine Admissions Podcast. I'm Amy Thompson, Dean of Enrollment at the Loomis Chafee School and your podcast host. Today, I'm joined by Marley Matlack, who is the Director of the Alvord Center for Global and Environmental Studies here at Loomis Chafee. The Alvord Center is considered one of our signature uh, programs on campus. It's one of our mission-centered Uh, centers on campus and so just being able to talk about what the Albert Center does is going to be great but in addition to that I think that it's really helpful to have a conversation about just the role that global education and environmental education plays with youth today and also its role in, um, in educational institutions. And so I'd like to start our conversation just with the idea of talking about what is the purpose of the Albert Center.
1: For sure. Thanks so much. Thanks for giving us this opportunity to explain that because we definitely are more than just our off-campus international education programs. So in 2015, Loomis decided to merge our Center for Global Studies and our Office for Environmental Sustainability into a new center, which we now refer to as the Albert Center for Global and Environmental Studies. This year, we're celebrating our fifth year as the Albert Center, and we have really had one of our most productive and exciting years to date mm-hmm. with the energization of the Loomis one megawatt solar array, yes, an update to our Global and Environmental Studies Certificate Program to mm-hmm. really deepen our students' understanding of the connection between global and environmental trends and issues, mm-hmm. and a call to action by our students for climate change mitigation. Yes. So it's been fantastic and yep. a really exciting year for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of why we do this yep. and what's going on, we really talk about this concept of global competencies okay. and what that means. Okay. And then we infuse environmental competencies within there. Okay. So it's twofold and trying to really mm-hmm. combo these mm-hmm. efforts. Mm-hmm. So when we think about global competence students, we talk about them and we think about them having the ability to investigate the world, mm-hmm. recognize perspectives, communicate ideas, mm-hmm. and make an impact. But since this is based on the individual learner, it can take many shapes and forms. So we in the center, what we do is we try to guide students to achieve their competencies by basing all of our programs, both environmental and global, um, focused Mm -hmm. on four pillars. Okay. And we talk about seeking knowledge, enhancing learning, developing skills, and taking action. Okay. Okay. So those are really the four pillars, the cornerstone of all of our programs, including the certificate classes, the international education programs, and things like our Ag Proctor and E-Proctor programs, Mm -hmm. and even extending to science curriculum with our
0: guided environmental research process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With these four pillars, um, is that a reflection of kind of where are you meeting the students where they are and then the types of students who choose to come to Loomis? Has it grown out of kind of the types of students who want to be involved, or is it more the other way around? As mm-hmm. in, how have you seen the center change over time mm-hmm. in regards to um, these particular types of pillars? Right. So this harkens back to
1: that, you know, 10 years ago, 8 years ago, excuse me, when we developed the center, yep. you know, it was relatively new to have a global center in a secondary school. Ah. These are really more so at the college right, level. Right, right, yes. So when mm-hmm. these were first designed, mm-hmm. they truly were to house international programs, off-campus offerings. Yes. And for some of us, uh, the pioneers in the field, we did have a certificate program. Mm-hmm. But now, and especially because the world's becoming ever so more interconnected, yep. and more and more schools are having these initiatives, the resources in the field have grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting time right now mm-hmm. to be part of it. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing at Loomis is that we realize that you know to have these programs is great. So what do we want to do with them? Right. What are we actually hoping that our students gain from these experiences? Right. Exactly. So that was really the impetus of developing these four pillars. Okay. So that we could think about that across the board. So that okay. when a student is done or a student participates in our program, if they take a GESC class, yes. if they participate in the E proctors and the AG proctors, yeah, that we can take them through a curriculum, have them have something tangible that they can think back to, mm-hmm. um, to really think about what was that process, and then how does their learning inform their next step? So when we think about these, you know, seek knowledge, enhance understanding, develop skills, take action. We see this as a cycle, okay. So that at, it will go around and around. Okay. So once the uh. kids take action, mm-hmm. their job is not done. Mm-hmm. That action, what they learn from taking that action, then informs the next phase of it because they seek knowledge yes. from that experience, yes. and then they can continue it yes. again and again and again to become more globally and environmentally competent stewards. Yes, going forth from Loomis. Yes,
0: that's so true. And I just have to say, on a personal note, with that, as you know, my daughter uh, Caroline's been involved in the center and is going for the certificate, and and that makes so much sense from a parent perspective because. Um, when I think about her progression, it's very much along those lines. It was becoming interested in something, gaining more competency in it, becoming more aware of it, taking action by doing the Iceland mm-hmm. IEP last year, and then coming back and saying, okay, what's the next thing I want to learn? And then mm-hmm. going on to the next course, and then do, going through all of those things as well. That, that cycle makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also seems to not just meet the students where they are, but it encourages them to continue to move through it. It doesn't end. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we
1: truly believe, and and everybody in global education and environmental stewardship believes. It doesn't end. We don't just do one action and our job is done. We need to think about the world and the environment as a whole Mm -hmm. and that this is something that we are stewards of, that we are taking care of, and Mm -hmm. so that we need to continue our work in this area and then build on it. And so... We teach kids that we start off with small baby steps, and then we can build up. So they don't need to come forth right away and say, oh, I want to Mm -hmm. develop a one-megawatt solar array on (laughs) this campus, which was a student-initiated process and program that came out of our independent studies program and now has inspired our guided environmental research program. That they don't need to shoot for the moon on that first step. We can start small. And yep. so, for instance, on the Iceland International Education Program mm-hmm. that uh, Caroline went on and mm-hmm. other students have gone on, mm-hmm. we really talk about what is the carbon footprint of travel and mm-hmm. how, what mm-hmm. does it mean mm-hmm. to, to you know, be a traveler? What is the impact of that? Because we have mm-hmm. to think about that if we're global and environmental. Right. We're taking our kids all around the world, right. and there is a price to that. There's right. an environmental price. And so we start introducing those concepts. Mm-hmm. And then what we hope and we talk to them about is what is their call to action Action mm-hmm. At the end, mm-hmm. and then we talked about them about all the amazing resources that we have here on campus to help them take these small ideas or big ideas and put them into action when they get back, and that can come in the form of doing a Gilcrest Environmental Fellowship project. Yeah a Norton Fellowship. Yeah. It could be writing for our bulletin or Mm -hmm. for the world log, Mm -hmm. or it could just be, you know, doing something at home, Mm -hmm. maybe thinking about that they are really excited about the thought of composting Mm -hmm. and how can we do this on a smaller scale, even Mm -hmm. just in their house? Yeah. And so we are just hoping that kids... We open their eyes, we get them uh, excited, we inspire them to do something else because then we really believe that once they do that and they make those connections, it's going to enact more change. Right.
0: So on that note, too, it reminds me of... um, You know, I know that we had a a situation, I think it was last year or the year before, where a student at Loomis had gone to the Cambodia Mm -hmm. uh, IEP and had come back and and decided that he wanted to work with a faculty member to take on um, creation of a new course. Can you talk a little bit about what happened? That's an example, right? That
1: is. That's a fantastic example and a really exciting one. Mm -hmm. So we did have a student in his junior summer, so summer after his junior year, that he went on our Vietnam and Cambodia IEP. Mm -hmm. And he went over to Cambodia. Specifically, and he was so shocked that he had never learned about the Cambodian genocide. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't believe that, through all of his work in history, um, you know, as and someone who's really interested in history, that he had never come about that upon mm-hmm. that at all. Mm-hmm. So he came back to campus, and right away he emailed me, and he emailed Mr. Schur, who was one of the uh, leaders on the program and also the current history department chair, and said, mm-hmm. I want to do more, and I want to raise awareness. Mm-hmm. So they started to brainstorm, how can we do this? How can we make this happen? Mm-hmm. And so what happened was that he, in his senior year, he applied to do an independent study project. And mm-hmm. so he worked with Harrison, mm-hmm. and the two of them started exploring, okay, let's talk about this issue even more, and if we were to create a class, or mm-hmm. and if he was created a class, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> From that ISP, then developed into a senior project where mm-hmm. he actually worked on creating curriculum for the class, and he proposed it to the uh, Loomis Curriculum Board. Yep. So the you know the the governing board that decides what is going to be class year and what isn't. Yeah. And teachers propose classes all the time, mm-hmm. and they get denied.
0: Right. It's right. All- I've sat on that committee, and we, yeah. yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, the curriculum <laughs> yes. committee can be it can yeah. be tough yeah. because we're really thinking about what <laughs> it, it is that we very want intentional. to yes. offer our students. And right, it is.
1: Right. It's super intentional. And, you know, they they have very high standards. Yep. Um, you know, and that makes sense. That they right. have high standards. So even if a kid, even if we think like, oh, what a fun idea. Yeah. It's not necessarily right. going to pass. Right. But he went through the process. He went to the curriculum committee. He went through. He designed the entire course. He created uh, the syllabus. He created all the synopses. You know, he created outside resources individual models, and it was amazing. The course was passed. So this spring will be the first time that his course, Genocide Media, Remembrance, and the International Community, will be running. Wow. So it's a really exciting opportunity. And what's even greater is that right after that course ends we're going to be running another program to Cambodia so we're super excited about that and hoping that some of the kids who take that course in the spring will actually go on Mm -hmm. the Cambodia IEP Mm -hmm. and if not this year that that can happen in the future and you know one of our lofty goals is thinking about how do we create more international education programs that are embedded within specific courses here at Loomis okay
0: that is something that is
1: definitely a goal as we think about it for the future Yeah. yeah yeah
0: well I, I think that the whole idea that the center um, you know it's a very it's very strategic right mm-hmm. in many ways in terms of having foundations but also being able to be flexible and be nimble based upon what students also want to do. but the point is is that somebody like this particular example as a result of what he experienced mm-hmm. through the international education program. And the support of the faculty and being able to then do have a structure in place to do an ISP, which then turned into a senior project. Every point along the way, there were structures that were that were available to the student. But there was also, but he was had the ability to be able to be independent within that structure yes. as well. And that balance, I think, is just so well reflected in the work that the Albert Center does because it provides structure, but it doesn't. You know, it, it's not prescriptive. Right. It doesn't say, okay, we want somebody from this particular class to come back, and your call to action is to create a course based on this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and we have many more examples
1: of this. Yeah. We had students who went with us to South Africa, and when they were in South Africa, they went and visited a home that had stu- uh, children who were child trafficked. So mm-hmm. they learned about this issue, and they came back, and they developed a Norton Fellowship to mm-hmm. explore this concept of child trafficking and the extent of it in the state of Connecticut. And they ended up taking it to the Capitol building and showing it to literally legislators and yeah. looking to enact policy, which is really exciting. yeah. We've also had a student who went with us to Galapagos on a program that was really focused on microplastics in the marine environment. And he came back and he did a plastic audit here on campus and Mm -hmm. then worked with the PHI, the Pierce Hub for Mm -hmm. Innovation, Mm -hmm. to develop a plastic shredder to think about how we could use what we are producing or our waste here on campus, how Mm -hmm. we can use this and make it into a more productive use. And so they figured out this plastic shredder which now melts the plastic and we repurpose it for Mm signs, which is a really cool project. Yes, yes. So there's lots of different ways that students are able to do this, and they really Mm -hmm. are able to take their own course. And we now, this year, for the first time, have implemented a new capstone project that will happen with our GESC students, our Mm -hmm. seniors. So that's really the culmination of this. Mm -hmm. And so for students who, you know, it's hard for them to think about, oh, creating an ISP or doing a Norton Fellowship or taking the GERP class, Mm -hmm. this is a great way to do a little mini project like Mm -hmm. what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. before, where we kind of just wet their appetite to say, hey, mm-hmm. what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. What did you get inspired out over the course of these years? And mm-hmm. start doing this. And our hope is that Capstone will then explode and become something that they're really mm-hmm. passionate about pursuing when they're in college, mm-hmm. or they think back to and say, wow, I did this project and this in high school. It was really was a common experience mm-hmm. and it really inspired me to do this, this, and this later yeah. on, or inspired other members of the community to look at issues differently.
0: Right, right. I, yeah, I love that. And I also love the fact that you you touched on this a little bit is that it's the Albert Center is so integrated into other aspects of our community, mm-hmm. so it's not just kind of on its own over there in the library doing its own thing. You know, there's so much of the work that happens happens between the Albert Center and departments, between the Albert Center and other centers. Like, Can you talk a little bit more about sure. those connections? Because sure. I think that's actually a fairly unique aspect of of this center at Loomis. I'm not sure. But, yeah, um, definitely.
1: And yeah. we've really been trying to increase the amount of collaborations mm-hmm. that we've done this year. So for our GESC senior seminar, so this is for a seminar that happens six times a year that the seniors participate in. Um, we This is in the evening, it's in addition to their coursework, but it's really an opportunity for these students who have said that this is their interest, this is yes. their passion to come together mm-hmm. to discuss and have a common experience. Mm-hmm. So what we've done this year for those senior seminars, instead of bringing lecturers from the outside in, we've partnered with all the other centers on campus to take events that they're doing and then to expand upon it. So In the fall, we worked with the Norton Center Mm -hmm. after we had the naturalization ceremony. Mm -hmm. And we had a panel of faculty and staff that are not US citizens. Mm -hmm. So some are in the process of becoming naturalized and some have opted to not necessarily be naturalized Mm -hmm. and had that panel to allow students to ask questions and explore Mm -hmm. that concept further. Mm -hmm. Uh, We worked with the PHI on another senior seminar where we looked at issues of single-use plastic Mm -hmm. and had students engage in a design thinking process to say, what could we be doing with our plastics here on campus, Mm -hmm, or how mm -hmm. could we reduce the amount of plastics Mm -hmm. we have? So that was fun and inspiring for them to think about then how could we use this design thinking process for future projects or maybe even for their capstone. Right After Martin Luther King Day, we work with the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Center. And what we're working on there is to talk about activism and what are ways the students become advocates for issues and causes that they're really concerned about. Okay. And so we're going to have students brainstorm that and or we have students brainstorm that and then what will happen is, you know, we hope that they go on and they think about this as they go forward in their college days and and thinking about, you know, how can they call to action and Mm -hmm. be an advocate for change by themselves. Mm -hmm. So those are many different ways. We also work with academic departments. Mm -hmm. You know, we work with the science department on Mm -hmm. the guided environmental research project. Mm -hmm. That's really a pillar that we're excited about and more and more students are engaged in it. Last year was our first year having it and we have three students who did projects. This year we have seven. Wow. Right, so it's fantastic. So it's developing, it's getting bigger and students are taking on bigger and bigger projects mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that solar array project, yeah. that was our first Guided Environmental Research project and now we have students who are doing a carbon audit for the entire school. Mm-hmm. We have somebody who's looking at the viability of uh, plant-based meat substitutes in the market. Somebody's running a sustainable coffee shop to see how small businesses if they are truly sustainable mm-hmm. somebody else is looking at hydroponics and including that in our agriculture program so some really cool projects mm-hmm. that are student run and student initiated that's really taking their interest to the next level
0: absolutely well marley you know i don't think anyone can listen to you and not feel completely inspired <laughs> and you're so passionate about the work that you do and i guess you know um what what do you what is your your vision for first of all why why you do this work and mm-hmm. second of all what you are hoping for as students kind of you know leave Loomis Chafee and have had experiences with the Albert Center what you know what are your what are your dreams my dreams so yeah <laughs> so when we think about what we want our students
1: to do um, we really want to give our students the opportunity to critically reflect on their own and other shared experiences be informed and discerning. Make responsible choices and understand that, you know, their local and their action items that they're taking have global impact. So that's a big thing so that they can take action Mm -hmm. locally, but it has global impact. Yeah. Um, I love doing this work because it is such a dynamic and fast-paced field. Things Mm -hmm. are changing constantly Mm -hmm. and new opportunities are coming around. Mm -hmm. And it is so easy to get to different locations or connect to different Mm -hmm. locations, Mm -hmm. way more so than it ever has Mm -hmm. been. You know, we have the world at our fingertips. These kids do. And that's the world that they're living in and they're going to continue to live in. So we need to equip them for that. Right. But I also really just love seeing the excitement on student and teacher's faces when they meet new people, they experience a new culture, they participate in a new activity and they discover a new connection. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that. Right. You know, swimming next to a kid right. who has never and you know in, in the Galapagos who's never even been on a plane before mm-hmm. and who has never traveled outside of the country. Mm-hmm. That is so exciting and just to see mm-hmm. the joy and to see them transform into a traveler, not mm-hmm. a tourist, but a traveler, right. which is a long, lifelong skill that right. you know we're helping them To uh, cultivate. But, you know, we really believe here at Loomis that learning should not be confined to the classroom and that these experiential education opportunities, both on campus and off campus, provide our students with the opportunity to experience transformative learning. And it really does develop themselves into engaged citizens in the world. Mm -hmm. And engaged citizenship is at the core of the Loomis-Chafee mission statement. Absolutely. And as we think about, you know, inspiring our students for the commitment to the common good and to their best self, you know, this is a core piece of it. And they Absolutely, have to think about themselves, not only on the island, but within the world as a whole.
0: Yes, and it it is it goes completely back to the entire founding of the institution, right? Mm-hmm. As one that was for students from Windsor, Connecticut, the nation, and the world. Mm-hmm. You know that it is even even our founders believe that at that time. So, Marley, in talking about uh, students and and global education, you know. Many of the people who are listening to this podcast are prospective students and prospective parents. And so I wonder whether or not you have any particular advice to this particular audience when students are interested in these issues or parents have children who are interested in these issues. You know, what types of questions should they be asking of schools as they look for schools? What types of things should they be looking for? Do you have any particular advice Uh, for students who are interested in these things as they're looking at options. Sure. So this field is growing more and more and more schools have
1: global programs. Mm -hmm. So I think the big thing to ask those schools or, you know, to ask of any school, including Loomis, when you go there is, why do you offer these programs? Why do you have them? What are the learning outcomes that are associated with them? And how are they connected to the curriculum and to the school mission? because really that's gonna tell you a little bit more about what it is that they're doing, what the purpose is. Mm -hmm. You know, there are fantastic programs out there that are more based on tourism, but what we're really focusing on is that traveler component. So it's really taking a look, not just at the surface, but going deeper, having a unique experience, a transformative experience that you couldn't have anywhere else. I also would ask, if my student can't travel for a variety of reasons, Mm -hmm. um, how can they engage in this work back on campus? Mm -hmm. So how does it continue? Mm -hmm. Because once again, that focus on taking action. Mm -hmm. That when students go abroad, it doesn't just stop, the learning doesn't stop when Mm -hmm. they come home on the plane. That it continues as they get back home, as Mm -hmm. they come back to the classroom, as Mm -hmm. they go back to their dorm or to the sports field. So Mm -hmm. how do these schools and how does Loomis cultivate this experience when they get back? Mm -hmm. So that's a super important thing to think about really important um, and really tells you what is the purpose of the program and and what are they hoping to accomplish with them
0: yeah i think that's that's terrific advice and that's the type of thing that any family can take as they start to do their school search and figure out what's the best fit Mm -hmm. for their child or for themselves so thank you for that so thank you so much for coming today we really appreciate your taking the time this has been the genuine admissions podcast i'm amy thompson thank you for listening thanks for having me